Hi, and welcome to the Young Hearts for Missions podcast. I'm your co-host, Bethany. I'm your co-host, Elisa. And I'm your co-host, Anna. We are three young women who are passionate to see God worshipped among all the nations. Our goal is not to tell you what you should and should not do or believe, but we invite you to journey with us as we discover God's heart for the nations. We hope you join us on this journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode five of the Young Hearts for Mission podcast. So on this week's episode, um, we're actually going to be talking about our relationship with God. So if you have been tracking along with us this season, we've been talking a lot about relationships. But um, as Christians, the most central relationship that we have is with God. And so today we're going to actually do a little bit different than what we usually do on the episode. And we're going to actually look into God's word together at Philippians 2 and um, just have a little bit discussion about it. Yeah. Yeah. So the context for the passage that we're reading, um, Philippians, is the letter that Paul wrote to the church in Philippi. And so it starts with how he is in prison, but even then um, he can be joyful and content because, um, because he knows God. And even though... He's in, the prison. He's in prison, God still uses him um, to advance the gospel. And so we come to the passage in Philippians 2 about the gospel itself. Yeah, so I can go ahead and read it for us. It is just verses 1 through 11 in chapter 2. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Jesus Christ who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Yeah, I can just go ahead and pray us in also. Dear God, I just thank you so much for this time that you've given us to be able to study your word and just the the freedom that you've given us in that as well. Yeah, I just praise you for um, Anna and Elisa, God, and everyone listening to this as well. I pray that we would just be able to take fruit from your word, God, and you would just open our minds to be taught by you um, and your perfect gospel. Um, I pray that um, this word would just strengthen our lives and just strengthen our faith in you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. What are some things that stuck out to you guys as we read? Talks a lot about humility. I mean, it's in the title, but like, um, I think these past few days in my quiet times, like I've been in the gospel of John and just been learning and seeing like how Jesus lived when he was on earth. And I think what, what I keep coming back to is that Jesus is so humble, like he's God and he's, 
he's like living on earth as one of us, you know, like being that example of what having a relationship with God looks like. And I just like, it just strikes me like Jesus is just, he's so humble. Mm -hmm. of God, he became man. And then he took on, um, he took on the cross. And so, yeah, that, that was, oh, that's just such a humbling, humbling posture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I've been reading a lot of Old Testament scriptures lately, especially like the Pentateuch. And it has kind of like struck me at how sacred the presence of God is. Like the tabernacle, the temple that they had to build. Moses having to go to the top of Mount Sinai to speak face to face with God and then literally shining after that and so to have this image of God from the Old Testament with like this shining power and glory and splendor so juxtaposed against this image of Jesus that we see dying on a cross and being obedient to the point of death like that is insane that like that amount of humility when you see the like height of the glory and then you see the like death on a cross Mm -hmm. the distance between that is so huge and so important to emphasize because i think if we only look at jesus's humanity and not look at his divinity we miss the point of him stepping down and i just Mm -hmm. yeah like you guys are saying i love that picture of humility Mm -hmm. yeah Oh, that's, that's really well put. Really well. Yeah. I think it's just, when I see like the humility of Jesus, it's actually really convicting for me because, um, yeah, there's like, I think a few weeks ago, I had this conversation with um, my discipler about humility and what humility is and what humility isn't. And um, yeah, I don't know. When I just look at my own life, I see that like I just have so much to learn about humility, like um, like things that I've just been confessing to God, like Lord, like I love being in the center of attention or God, like I do things to serve myself. Like I'm so driven by like self-love, you know, like, oh, what makes me feel like, um, I don't know. Yeah, just like putting myself at the center of attention, you know, but when I look at the person of Jesus, like he loved us more than he loved his own body. Like that's the kind of humility that Jesus had, or even says in verse, um, um, verse six says, who though he was in the form of God did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. Like humility is first rooted in, in identity. Like, you know who you are. And like Jesus knew that he was God and he, but he didn't count equality with God, something to be grasped, but he became a servant. And so I think that's just something that's been like challenging for me is like, am I that rooted in my identity in Christ? You know, because I, I feel like it's like, for me, I'll equate like servant with like, I'll be like, oh, like having self-pity on myself. It's like, oh, <laughs> you know, and it's like, but like true servanthood is like, actually, you're so confident in who you are in Christ that you can set that aside to become a servant. Like, it's a really joyful thing, you know? Um, and so I think it's just, it's something that's been really challenging, but I think it's been really encouraging for me to just learn. I think, I don't know if I made sense, but. <laughs> no, I love that. <laughs> yeah. 
There's, I sit at this coffee shop pretty regularly and it has this quote by C.S. Lewis about humility that it just says, humility mm-hmm. is thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking of yourself less. And my professor mm-hmm. was talking about the other day, he was like, you think about yourself more often than you think about anyone else during the day. Like, pay attention to your thoughts and you'll just see how much you are on your own mind. And I was like, hmm, <laughs> conviction. <laughs> But I just love that picture because, like, I think it can be tempting when we look at Jesus's life to see, oh, we have to, like, empty ourselves. And in our culture of, like, self-deprecation, I think that can lead to, like, a lot of, like, self-pity, which is not humility in the slightest, I think, Mm -hmm. because it really is just knowing who you are in the Lord and taking Mm -hmm. pride in who you are in the Lord but doing taking Mm -hmm. pride in who you are in the Lord means taking humility in who you are as a person Mm -hmm. if that does that contrast make sense yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) I thought about that quote too when I read um Mm -hmm. verse 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 four let each of you look not only to his own interest but also Mm -hmm. to the interest of others so it's not saying like, oh, don't, don't even think about yourself. But, but it's like, you know, when you have like the mind of Christ, even the way you think about yourself is different. It's not, mm-hmm. oh, how can I please myself? How can I live for myself? But everything becomes like, how can I live for God using this body that he has given me? And I think that's something that's just so like, that's so crazy to me too. Um, like, I think I've just been reflecting more it's like for a moment if my mind is not focused on God it's going to be focused on myself like it's like one or the other for me you know um yeah I don't know there's that constant tension there too mm-hmm. I also think like it's hard when people especially in ministry humility is I think can be difficult because when we're pouring out to so many other like people it can be hard to stay connected like with our relationship with God because I think sometimes our love for people, I know I have this problem sometimes, I'll be like, yes, I love God, but I also love people. And then like my motivation for ministry will be out of my love for people and not out of my love for God. And that is a Mm. big priority issue, I think. And Mm. I think it's a really easy trap to fall into, but I think like I think humility really is the solution, like supremacy of God and humility in that, because if you have your focus centered on God and not like on the other people, like you will feel so much less pressure, one, to like have this mm-hmm. ministry because you'll be relying less on yourself and relying more on God. Um, so that's, I feel like that's kind of an incomplete thought, but yeah. <laughs> That's so comforting. I remember during the summer, I don't know, something happened. I don't remember exactly what. I think somebody was leaving and then we were saying farewell to um, her. And someone was praying for her and said that we won't be able to love her enough, but we know that God loves her and that is enough. Mm -hmm. And that's just so comforting, like, okay to focus on God's love and who God is and yes we need to love people but ultimately we should be the ones pointing them to God in the way we love and in the way we are unable to love 
Yeah. Yeah, there's something that my disciple shared with me this semester that just really stuck with me. And it's like, we're like this cup, right? And like God's love pours into this cup, like a steadfast, unconditional God they love is flowing into this cup and it's like overflowing. And so what we like overflow to others is not bitterness, it's not frustration or anger, it's love. Cause like this love from God is like continually like pouring into us. And I think that's just something I've also been thinking about is um, so many times I feel like when I'm so focused on myself, I feel like I'm an empty dry cup, you know, it's like, oh, like, look at me, like, <laughs> I need people to like pour love into me. But it's like, if I really go back to the gospel, if I go back and see like Christ's humility and um, what he did on the cross for me, like, I am so full, like, so dearly loved, so deeply loved that I can overflow this kind of love to the people around me. And so I think it's just going back to that helps me to become humble because I know who I am. And um, I don't know, it's always really hard for me to like be confident, you know, like before an exam, I'm like, I'm not confident. I don't want to be confident. I don't want to feel confident because what if I do bad? I just don't want to be confident. And it's like, it's, I think that's a good reminder for me. It's like, yeah, you don't have to be confident in yourself because you shouldn't be confident in yourself, you know, but you can be confident in the identity that God has given you. And that's different, I think. So, Mm. yeah. I love Yeah, I just keep thinking of the line, yet not I, but Christ through me, because Mm. especially when we're talking about our inability to love, and then um, I think it's in Galatians, where it was like, um, but like from the heart flows like selfishness, deceit, pride, and then it goes on to say, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, and then all the rest. And so even Mm. in our love, like, it's not even us, honestly. Like, it's the spirit mm-hmm. in us, which I think just yeah. leads us back to God and how it really is, yet not I, but through Christ in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also just such a good timing, too. Um, it's like right before Christmas. I think when this episode is going to be released, like a week before Christmas. And um, I think this is something that God reminded me last year is that we can be so joyful and so at peace during this Christmas season. And that's because we look forward to what Jesus will do on Good Friday and Easter, right? That's the only reason why we can be joyful now is because we know what Jesus is going to accomplish. Um, but yeah, it's just, oh, praise God. Praise mm-hmm. God for sending his son, for yeah. modeling that relationship with himself. Mm-hmm to us. I think someone pointed out the other day that um, Jesus descended not to stay there but because he would ascend later. Something like what you're mentioning just now Anna like we have hope that Jesus uh, is already on the throne and will bring us to be with him and how humble is that to want to share the joy of being with God with us oh that's so such a blessing yeah Mm -hmm. 
yeah. I just love that. It's so it's so cool because I believe I'm looking at the verse right now in Hebrews. It talks about um, Jesus being like our brother because like he's the son of God, and then like he took this great step down as humanity, like to be able to relate to us and like feel with us and have that like relationship with us so that he could take the big step up, but he still calls us brothers and like, like what, how, <laughs> like, that's just so amazing to me. Um, mm -hmm. And just like, yeah, just so humbling that God would, mm -hmm. God would send his son to do that. Like, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now it's going to drive me crazy trying to find the verse. <laughs> I like recently read this, read something in this book that I've been reading. I'm trying to find the, the sentence, but it's like, oh, oh, where is it? Yeah. Oh, so it says, so it's by Elizabeth Elliot, and the title is Keep a Quiet Heart. And I've just been reading this, and this is really good. Um, but one sentence that was, it just reminded me of something about, like, what we were talking about and Jesus coming to earth and modeling that relationship with God that we, we have now, right, because of, through him. Um, but it says, the son willed only one thing, the will of his father. That's what he came to earth to do, nothing else. One whose aim is as pure as that can have a completely quiet heart, knowing what the psalmist knew. Lord, you have assigned me my portion in my cup and have made my loss secure. Psalm 16, verse 5, NIV. I know of no greater simplifier for all of life. What happens is assigned. And so it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's just that like just defines our relationship with God is to to do what God has called us to do and Jesus in his humility he modeled that even though he himself is God you know like he doesn't have to do that but he he becomes an example for us yeah mm -hmm. did you end up finding the verse Bethany <laughs> I did not <laughs> I'm looking I'm using a different bible than when I read that one because I'm doing the two bible thing right now so I do know in Romans 8, 17, though, it says um, that we are fellow heirs with Christ. It says the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided that we suffer with him and also that we may also be glorified with him. I just, I just love that because like, yeah, it's like the substitution of Jesus Christ is just such a cool thing to think about because like how cool is it that he atoned for all of our sins and then we get to like, not only are we just neutral, but like we're glorified with Christ at the right hand of God. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> You know, oh. Yeah. oh, praise God. It's really like a relationship with God. 
Mm-hmm. Sorry, that wasn't even, wait, that's not even a complete sentence. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like, um, yeah, our relationship with God is really just about, it's a relationship, you know? Like, I know we use that word a lot, like relationship, but I think the more I walk with God, the more I realize, like, it's a relationship, you know? Um, like, the other day in my quiet time, I was reading in, uh, let's see if I can find it. I was reading in Second Chronicles, so it's in the Old Testament, verse chapter 15, verse 2. And um, the verse was, the Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. And I think that just like kind of relates to this too about like, it's really about a relationship. Like sometimes I feel like I make it so complicated. It's like, God, where are you? Like, I feel like you're not there with me. And then I think about it, it's like, have I really like prioritized my time with God? Like, I know where he is. Like, I know that it means like spending time in his word, but like, have I been doing that? Like, it's, it's really not that hard to like, be like, God, I want to be with you right now. You know, like the Lord is with you when you are with him, you know, like when I'm with him. And so I was just thinking more about it too. And it's just like, oh my gosh, I like roast myself sometimes too, you know, I'm like, you know, if I want to spend time with my parents, like I know they're in their room. Like I just go to their room to be with them. Like it's not hide and seek, <laughs> you know? And so I just, <laughs> I just thinking more about like my relationship with God. Like sometimes I make it like more complicated than it is. Well, you know, we have our simple selves too that we like struggle with, but like, um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with this, but it's really about a relationship, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And Jesus made a way for that and he modeled that for us. And Jesus, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that because it's like not only like yes, we are far from God a lot. And our tendency is oftentimes not to be with God, or we make it much more complicated than it is. But even in that, mm-hmm. like God pursues our anxious hearts and he pursues our messiness and he doesn't run from it or hide from it or reject us because of it but he welcomes us instead and I just love that feeling like being welcomed with open arms because it's like no matter where I go or where I am it's like it says in Psalm 139 like if I fall to the depths of the sea or rise to the highest heavens like God is still with me and that's just such a cool picture of our Heavenly Father. I guess also here, here's like a question that I have too is um, like, I'm not sure where our listeners are at, like in their walk with God. Um, maybe like, maybe you just started like walking with God and that's great. Or maybe you've been walking with God for a long time. But I think there's a question that Okay, I'm just, at this point, I'm just guessing maybe people have this question. (laughs) I'm just going to take a guess. But it's like, we talk a lot about like our relationship with God. We talk about Jesus and his relationship with the Father. But what does that look like practically? And I was just going to ask you guys, like, how have you guys experienced that play out like practically in your day-to-day life? Because I think that's really important, right? Like we believe the gospel and it's so central in our lives. So it must have day-to-day implications, right? And so I was thinking it might be helpful, like giving some examples of um, how our relationship with God affects our relationship with the people around us or how we go through everyday life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I can go first, I guess. Um, so I think for me, I, first of all, am really blessed in that a lot of times my homework is to read the Bible. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> that helps um, spending a lot more time in God's word. But at the same time, it's double edged because sometimes I'll be like, oh, I already read Hebrews today. Like, do I know mm-hmm. do I need to spend time in the Psalms again? Or do I need to spend more time in prayer? Um, or sometimes it can just be easy to prioritize it less because I am already in it quite a bit. Um, but I think on the other side of that, it's like the more time I spend in God's word, the more time I want to spend in God's word too. And so mm-hmm. even like if I wake up in the morning and I'm like, okay, just going to wake up. I have like 10 minutes, like before I got to get out the door, before I get my coffee ready, <laughs> like just reality. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just going to pray like on my way to class, like on my 10 minute walk and like kind of read a Psalm and just like sort of meditate on it for just like a few minutes. Like God will just use that so much. And like, he is faithful to provide in like even my, scatterbrainness and messiness and also my morning brain um like yeah he's just so faithful to like provide in that and also like in my study of scripture outside of that like if even if I'm reading it for academic purposes it's so spiritually filling too and so just as an encouragement like it like if you reach out like god is there like he's never going to be far he's always near and it's just a matter of like drawing near and even if we might not think we have a lot of time there are still ways to prioritize it like something we talked about in our prayer book this summer was like really really short prayers and just being like that like that being a way for dependence on god throughout the day is like oh, God, help me with this. Or like, instead of worrying about things, turning those worries into prayers. Um, I think that's helped a lot with my relationship with God too, because it just, again, takes the focus off of myself and onto God. Well, that's so comforting that God can use the small, mm-hmm. the small times of devotion to speak to us. I think definitely, I mean, yeah, trying to spend time with God in the morning, uh, reading His Word and prayer. Um, and then my tendency is to okay, uh, that's that. So going through the day, it's hard to remember God and be just be aware of His presence. Um, but when I am aware, just saying short prayers, like, oh God, um, thank you for this day. Or when I'm I'm realizing how uh, much I need him, I'm like, God, please help me do this. I need wisdom in this. And just, yeah, like a relationship is not just, not just like, okay, done and go. It's like, it's throughout the day, it's throughout, um, throughout the year, throughout our life. And so I think God has, God is really patient with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, just being, I think that's been something that's still trying to learn for me. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really like how both of you guys like 
emphasize like prayer. I think that's something like there is that book that we were reading this summer and mentioned like continuous praying. And I think that's something that I've been trying to learn this semester is just while I'm walking to class in the morning to just pray or when I wake up in the morning, like, God, thank you, <laughs> you know, um, like short prayers. And um, I don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> but, oh, there you go. Because it's a, I don't know why it keeps happening to me, but so it's like a relationship, like prayer is like talking to God, like even like our friendship, right? Like it'd be really bad if like, we like never talk to each other, you know, like, <laughs> like then it's like oh is it really like a friendship you know <laughs> like if we never talk to each other you know like we're always talking to each other like that like builds our friendship too like how much more so with God like we have to be like talking with him and I've also been thinking more as like prayer is not just like asking God like God I want this and this and this like I think about it in like a friendship and if like all I did is like say like the only times I ever talked to you guys is can I have this can I have that like it's like is that really a friendship you know it's like mm. um but it's just really just talking to God I think how I started learning to see my like time with God is really a relationship is by being honest like I've cried in front of God because things life and life was hard you know like God this is exactly what's happening there's no filter it's very raw just God this is what's happening like it's completely honest and I think God wants us to come to him as we are um yeah I think there's something that like I wanted to share too so the semester like just ended for me um and I always like looking back at the semester and just seeing how God has been faithful and there's one verse that just like sticks out to me it comes from first Peter 4 it says, if anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. And this is like one instance is that this past semester, we had like Bible study or community group every Tuesday night. And oh man, guys, like the first Tuesday, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this for the rest of the semester because Tuesdays I had three class and it was seven hours of class in total every Tuesday from like mm -hmm. eight to like four and then community group was like 7 30 to 9 30 and I was like oh lord like I don't know how I'm gonna do this like and um I come back and I think about it I'm like wow like God has been so faithful he really gave me strength every single Tuesday like I think Tuesday was one of the days that I was the most joyful even though I was the most like busy and it's just like mm -hmm. like God really does sustain and so I think I think it's also another part of it is just getting in his word, like always. And you do see like day-to-day -day implications. I think what blows my mind is that like the Bible, like is the same, it's consistent. It's God's word, it's the same throughout all generations. And even though our circumstances are different, like the Bible still applies. And I think that's just, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just so cool. But like, no matter what it is like it's always it's a constant in our lives mm -hmm. um i just have one more thing i'm gonna bring in aristotle really quickly just 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 bear with me i promise it's applicable yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so he talks about the three different types of friendship the first one and they're kind of like on a ladder of like utility is like the bottom rung of the ladder um like you're just kind of using each other 
think of like networking relationships in business we're like yes there is some form of friendship there but it is mostly like to use one another and then the second rung is like <laughs> of pleasure so like you have friends that you just enjoy doing similar things together and it's just kind of because you both enjoy each other's company good good friendship and then there is the highest one which is the friendship of virtue which is like where you're both pursuing the highest good together and it is through your pursuit of the highest good that you are friends and that is the strongest kind of friendship and I think mm. I think if we apply this to our relationship with God <laughs> it can be really interesting to look at because I think like Anna, you were saying, oh, if we go to God just for supplication and asking for things, like it's kind of just a friendship of utility and it's not really like a true, like fulfilling relationship. And I think we could even take that further to the friendship of pleasure. Like if we're only going to God because he fills us up, like I think that is still like a good reason, but it is not the ultimate reason because if we go to God and pure pursuit of the highest good, which is God, then he will continue to draw us closer to him and like, mm. yeah, us drawing near to him. And then he draws near to us. And it's just like this really beautiful cycle of pursuing the highest good. And it's mm. just the purest form in the best form. So hopefully that yeah. was helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, the more you get like close to God, the more God will change your heart to be more like his. So it's like, for those who are listening, like today in this episode, if you really want to just get to know God more, like, you know, he says like a seek him and he will be found. And so maybe that means like opening up your Bible or just praying like, God, I want to know you more. And I'm sure God will answer that because he mm -hmm. desires that we know him, you know. All right. Well, I guess, do you guys have any last thoughts? I can close this in prayer. I don't think so. I feel like I haven't done it in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Bethany's shaking her head at me. Um, yeah. And if you guys like these, like, where we just sit down and we just open up God's word together, like, let us know, like, what passage you want us to um, look into next. Like, we think God's word is very central, too, and we, we want to make that more prevalent in our podcast episodes, mm -hmm. too. So, yeah. But any anything you guys want to add <laughs> before we close? Send us your questions, comments, what you're learning. I, all of our yeah. links are in the description, episode notes. So feel free to reach out to us, follow us on social media, etc. <laughs> talk to us because we would love to talk to you too. Yeah, and it's so oh, encouraging yeah. to hear from you guys too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we want to hear stories <laughs> it's so encouraging oh yeah. man well shall we pray yes, yes. <laughs> okay let's pray um Heavenly father thank you so much that we get to have a relationship with you thank you lord that we get to come before you in prayer that even prayer itself is a gift that you have given us Thank you, Lord, that in this Christmas season, we remember that you sent your one and only son, Jesus, to come to this world, um, to become one of us, Lord, um, and to, um, to die on the cross for us so that we can have a new life. 
Lord, thank you for that new life in Christ. Thank you that our identity in Jesus is so secure and so rooted that nothing in this world can take it away. Thank you that your love is steadfast and unconditional in agape, Lord, that your love for us really just overflows in our hearts, God, so that what we overflow to others is love, the love that we have received from you. And so, God, thank you for, um, yeah, thank you for your example of humility to us, that we can open up your word and see Jesus' life on earth and, and see what a relationship with you looks like. And God, I just really pray that for each and every person that is listening to this episode today and for, for the three of us as well, God, as we get to know more and more of your heart and as we um, become sanctified by you more and more, that, Lord, you would um, help us to be humble, Lord. God, that in everything that we do, that your name would be glorified. And so, Lord, we praise you for this time. We thank you for your word. Um, and we thank you for our relationship with you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's um, episode. And um, I think we'll see you guys in the next episode. Oh, wait. So next, <laughs> so <laughs> next week we will not have an episode because it is Christmas. So we do want to wish you guys a very Merry Christmas um, from us to you. And um, but we will resume the week after. So hope you guys have a very um, relaxing winter break for the students and just a very um, restful Christmas too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye everyone. <laughs> Bye.